y'all. So um, before the episode gets started, I just kind of want to let you know that there were a few issues here and there. So I tried to stitch everything together as best as I could without having to be like these really big gaps. Because luckily, like the conversation kind of flowed smoothly. So if he like said a word and then we had to like if it cut off and we came back, I could kind of stitch it to the right to the to another word in the next section. So it should sound coherent like it's supposed to go to like it's supposed to go together. Um, we'll see. But anyway, yeah, I just want to let that be known. And um, enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. And yeah. Joe, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Animated Misfits. Um, I'm back with the homie Scott. Y'all may remember him from a while back (laughs) 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 from the rant cast, which is still the most listened to episode I have done. I don't know why y'all like listening to rant so much. But that is the most listened to episode, so he back. <laughs> and it's probably gonna be some more foolishness too. So just let y'all know. I've changed. Okay. Yeah. He's changed, y'all. <laughs> so he says. Um but yeah, Scott, I just kinda well, you know, well this episode for y'all, you know, it was really kind of like a catching up episode, seeing what's been going on. You know, seeing how we both feel about certain things going on right now and whatnot. Uh, well, I talked about a lot of stuff in the previous episode, but you know, a little bit more here. But anyway, Scott, last time we talked, I think, yeah, you were still working at Staples. And I, I can't remember if I was still there or if I had left at that time. Um, But yeah. Scott may call me a nigga, whatever he wants to say. <laughs> I surely did leave Staples. I walked right up off that bitch. I ain't never looked back. They're like, Montana's going. I was like, what? This man was cussing. What? I was- I was like, Montez, where he said, I ain't never seen that many cuss words in my life. What do you, oh my God. I was like, wow, he's just a savage. <laughs> when when Josh said, I had some tags in my hand and Montez knocked him out of my hand, he just left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, leave him alone. He might come back and blow this place up. <laughs> Look. It could have been worse. That's all I'm going to say. I know it I, is. I left the best way that I could. I ain't say nothing to her. I ain't even look at her because I know if she said something to me or if I looked at her, it was going to be a problem. And y'all, y'all know how, how, how they doing black folks out here these days. I ain't got time, I ain't got time to be running up on no, no little white lady that be crying all the damn time. She ain't lying. She ain't lying. <laughs> so, nah. But yeah, I've I've been out of there, y'all. Scott is gone now. So, wait. First of all, why did you leave Staples? I mean, I know. Well, I mean, you ain't, you ain't gotta say no names or nothing, but you know, shit, you want to explain the foolery. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to spill the whole sweet tea. I'm about to spill all the sweet tea. 
see, Damn. look, and like they, this could have been stopped. Like if they would have listened to me, I was um like a supervisor there, but I did more manager stuff. The manager there was like, she wanted the title, but she didn't want to do nothing. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, since I'm doing manager's work, let me get a raise. I asked for $2, like numerous times. And I asked her one day, and you know what she said? What did she say, fam? She was like, that's not realistic. And then she laughed in my face. She laughed. Wow. So I was like, so so being the 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 resourceful person that I am, I was like, I was like, hmm, okay. So I was like, okay, they're not gonna give me a raise. So I gave myself a raise. So I was like, okay, I do the inventory here. So I was like, oh, this is clearance. Buy it, flip it. When I tell y'all, I made a thousand dollars off selling clearance at that place. I was like, and I and I was just, I was good, no problems. But they wanted me to keep doing more in the company for like the little money I was making. So I'm like, uh, nah. I think the thing that really um messed it up is we had like a morning meeting with like new hires. I came to the meeting. I was like, you know what? I was like, I give up. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> I give up. I was like, I was like, I'm done. I said, I'm gonna just do my work and go home. But like, Karen. It wasn't worth it anymore. So she she was so dirty. She was like she once she like um she was a snitch. She snitched on everybody. So she snitched on me to HR on some Damn. on some BS. But they 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 were so dirty. They had me work the entire shift that I was there, and they brought me to the back and um and and said um blah blah blah. So no some BS. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't fire me, so I quit the next day. And you know, Damn. and you know, it brings it back full circle to like how um, white people, a lot of them function in this country. White people will kill you, but go to your funeral and cry. Mm-hmm. The next day, when I quit, she was crying, but she was the reason why I was quitting. She's the reason why everybody quit. Yeah, she ain't shit. I was just like, um, dumbass. <laughs> Like, you know, you know, you know, it's really crazy. Like, you know how people in Cali like be like, "Oh, he he a mark, he a mark ass nigga." I ain't never heard that one before. It's like it's just like <laughs> people be like, "He's a mark." I'm telling like new people I've met, I be like, "Bro, that's some Stacy shit, bro. That's some Stacy ass bro, shit." Oh, he be like <laughs> Yo, I mean, I'm still saying stay- that. I'm still saying to this day. See, a, a lot of people they they call people like Stacy Karens, but mm-hmm. you know what? They are they are they, they're Stacy. Stacy is the typical Karen. Right. Stacy is exactly what you see online in all those videos. She's the type of person that will do stuff to you, and then pretend she ain't do it. And like Scott says, she'll cry and you know try to be all sorry and whatnot. Because what I didn't like about Stacy mm-hmm. that that she. You know, specifically how she treated you was like, you know, she would act like you were the best thing at this company. She just couldn't live without you or whatever. But then whenever so whenever it really came into something serious, like the time when they had you go to that, um, the Staples in Atlanta. Naked. And you said that, like, you were sick or something like that. Yeah. 
and she just literally mm-hmm. didn't care. She, she just asked, like, why weren't you there? And then you told her, oh, I was sick. And she just don't know, no, oh, well, I hope you feel better. Or, oh, maybe you should take a couple of days off. No, didn't care whatsoever. But yet, oh, Scott's so important. I need you, Scott. Don't ever leave. Don't quit, Scott. It's like, make up your mind. Do you care about him or do you not care about him? Because she just contradicted herself all the time. And that's why I didn't like her. Because she was, as Scott calls her, a snake. That's what she was. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was a snake. She was untrustworthy, period. Yeah. what I say? Um, because after I had, um, the, the day, like, they had called me back in there. I was talking to, to loss prevention. And they was basically, they was putting me on leave of absence. That's just a fancy word. We're going to fire you on Monday, nigga. And then, like, and then, like, the dude that was working under me, she she secretly, secretly told him to come in next week and do my job. And she got him fired. She got him fired too. So then I texted her after she fired the new the other guy. I said, "What I said? I said, um, what I said? I said you're, I said you're a, a snake in rat's clothing, or <laughs> yeah." And like I texted her that, and she said, "And you know what she? Yo, you know what she said? What she said? Please quit harassing me. If you keep doing this, I will contact the police." Oh my gosh! Ah. Oof, it's so many things I want to say, but <laughs> <sighs> the feds might be listening, so I ain't gonna say it's so, it. It's, but... it's so sad. Like when I was working in the store in Atlanta, it didn't make sense. My my job title had inventory in it, and we had like our inventory coming up for our store. So they mm-hmm. they sent me away for almost two weeks for a store in Atlanta that did. They told me they didn't need me here, but they, but she's such a little little bitch that that she was gonna do whatever they said. That store was dirty, dog. Like it was filthy. I bet it was. And then, like, I got, I got sick. I've been working at Stables for like two years. I ain't never called out. Like my first time calling out, they had to make me go on a vacation because I just wanted to work and go home. But I, I had got eczema like bad from working over there. I had, yeah. I had called out, and I, I don't never call out, so it was weird. They're like, some, oh, where's Scott? Oh, he's sick. When's he coming back? I, I told Stacey, I said, oh, I was sick. She was like, oh. I thought her, her response was, oh. I was like, but when she was sick, she wanted everybody to be considerate of her. And that's how motherfuckers get slapped up, bro. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Man, she just said, oh, that's 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 really what she said? Yep. Just, oh. Yeah, exactly what she said. And then, like, I saw, See... I saw her. She was like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. I was just doing, like, nah. No. <sighs> See... See, honestly, y'all, y'all don't understand. Scott don't know. Scott doesn't understand. When I was at Staples, I was I, I was trying my best to turn myself around because before, <laughs> but, but, before I got to Staples, I was at Sears. And when I was at Sears, I had some 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 run-ins with some managers and supervisors. When I was at Sears, I didn't care if they came at me. I I had to cuss out the whole supervisor. I had to cuss out the manager. I, I said what I said when I was at Sears. So when I was at Staples, I was trying to be on my best behavior because you you know how I felt about just people, some people there in general. Yeah. I, I I ain't mess with them. Yeah. And I was not I, I was not trying to let let out the let out that nigga again. Oh, <laughs> that, uh, the, the way I did in my previous so job. You, so like you, I said, you admit it now. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I'm telling you, my pants is a nigga. Like in his, in his purest form, he a nigga. Uh, <laughs> <you're> the definition. 
I used to be. I, I'm I'm changed. <laughs> so that that's why I was I was trying to be on my best behavior at Staples. But Stacy, just the way she was, you know, some people would check and drive and kiki and laugh with her and whatnot. I just I stayed my my distance away from her because I just saw how fake she was. Right. She would love to come around and try to talk to me every now and then. I'm just like, Stacey, I don't want to talk to you. Get away from me. Because I, I like I, I see how you treating people here. I, I'm not trying to act, you know, be fake and act like I'm your friend or whatever. Because I don't, I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. So, oh man, Montez, you should have been close to her though. No, you know why? I, you know why? I did, I did this for a reason. Cause, no. cause she's so ditzy. Like, <sighs> and look, and, and listen, like she was ditzy, and then like she wouldn't pay attention to stuff. So it's like, like literally in my house now. Um, I don't know if you was there, but you remember that paper? It was a big white box that had like purple writing on it. It was like I think it was like Xerox paper. At Staples? Yeah, but like it was like a big case of paper, but we technically didn't sell it, so they were giving it to oh, yeah, you remember? Yeah. 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 They were giving it to customers away for free. So I was like, hmm. So I seen Stacy. I was like, hey Stacy. She's like, hey, I was like, oh, I'm gonna take this paper home. She was like, I don't know. I said, nope. So I was like, all right, thanks. I put that thing in my trunk and took it home. Well, you know, that's just because Stacy has zero backbone. Period. Then, like, I got I got a, a hard drive from there that was sitting in the back. She didn't even t- see me take it because it's gonna go in the trash. I was like, "Well, shoot!" It's like I know I know she's stupid because during this. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. Look, look. This is and this is like my my biggest finesse. Like I don't even care because this is how I know she's stupid. When I came back from the Atlanta store, I had one day to uh, help with inventory, so I did the back room. So I was just marking everything off. There were two desks in the back, and like they weren't in our technically in our inventory. She said, "Put them in my cage, and we'll deal with it later on." A month went by; it was still in there. I didn't say anything, so I let it sit. I was like, "Hmm, hmm." I looked it up. I was like, "Oh, it's worth this much." Literally, I took these two desks. Somebody helped me. I put them in my car. I sold one on eBay. I shipped it across the street. And I put the other one, I wrote it off on my taxes. And she never knew. I said, Dang. when she asked, I said, we threw them in the trash. Oh, so she, she actually did notice that they were gone eventually? She she waited like almost like a month. And that's like, oh, like, okay, I can use it to my advantage. She didn't know what was going on. Mm. But see, the crazy thing is, didn't you say that she did some stuff like that too? Like she would take some stuff that was technically not in inventory? But she would complain if somebody else did it. I could swear you said that before. It was I know like the regional vice president would come down. He would like give um like gift gift cards to somewhere, but like I mm-hmm. we never we never saw him. Ever. I never saw him. It was just, it was it was just like deals under the table, you know, whispering and all that stuff. That's why I could never t- trust anybody in management over. That's why I never wanted to go up because it was all snakes. But over what? School school supplies? Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. And that staples no less. Like, I don't know. I, I, I know you, you've always said that you have more faith in the company than I ever did, but like the, the, the same the same shenanigans I saw going on at Staples is the same stuff I saw going on at Sears. And where is that Sears that that, that I used to work at at Cumberland Mall? They turned that bitch into a, a, a golf alley. <laughs> it don't exist. <laughs> it's, it's gone. Because they was doing the same stupid stuff Stacy was Stacy and then was doing, and now they they were all unemployed. 
niggas head ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me stop before I get upset. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes. You know, like when when you be, when you work at a trash job, like you you acknowledge how trash it is every single day. At least I know I do. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, sometimes there are days like you know. Sometimes I guess I do miss just wandering around the store, minding my own business. Yeah, you man. know, on like a, a, a short shift. Like if, if if I got a four hour shift, I'm good. But if it's like an eight hour, I, I I don't ever miss no long shift ever. Because that, that's too much going on. But sometimes, you know, I did like you know, just being at the register, chilling, not really doing no work. <laughs> bro, you, bro, you was the funniest person in there. Like, oh my god! Like every time we would do truck, I would look in the aisle. You'd be walking, just you'd be just walking slow. You take everything one by one, look at it, and then you shake it. <laughs> <sighs> I, I would die every time. You, just, you have some color pencil. You just shake your head. <laughs> you sigh, you're like, <laughs> bro, because I was tired every day. Just like, why am I here in this stupid shirt, man? It is stupid, bro. <sighs> I like, I miss, I miss everybody that worked there because, like, the coworkers, they were cool. It was just like the company was just so they're in, they're incompetent. Yeah, I'm actually really glad I left when I did though, because I, 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 I didn't want to have to do that freaking um. What was it? The little airplane thing? Oh, the TSA? Yeah, the TSA. I wasn't really feeling that. That It's too, I don't know, it's too office desk cubicle type stuff for me. And I, I don't have that mindset to be sitting in no cubicle all day. That's that's not, not the groove. It's not even worth it. It's the same pay as working at Staples, though. It's the same pay. Like, technically, you're, like, you're, you're low-key doing some government-ish type yes. stuff. So why am I getting paid nine dollars an hour? I, I I have to drive all the way by the airport. That's like a whole hour drive. Go through all this stuff. Like the freaking government has all my information now. Mm-hmm. I have to do fingerprints and all that type of stuff, and still get paid nine dollars nine dollars an hour. Like what are you talking about? It's so dumb. I never understood that they were so they were so greedy. Like and then like they weren't making money. If you go on Staples website and you see something that you like. I would advise that you buy. If you go there next week, it'll be sold out and it never comes back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you need something cheap, I say you can get something from Staples. Because I got this desk from Staples. Yeah. And it's, it functions, but I mean... Yeah, you, came, the, you, came up, I, you came up off that desk. That desk was hard. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a nice desk, but... It, 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 if you're the fancy type, I suggest getting a desk elsewhere because this thing is falling apart. Already? Like it's chipping off or whatever. Already? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whenever, my, whenever I get the next big upgrade in my life, I'm, I'm getting like a desk, a desk made out of real wood instead of whatever this is. You know, you know, chipping. You're not lying, though. I bought a um, chair around like Christmas or something. Then, like, yeah. The hydraulic already messed up. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Oh my gosh, bro! Tell me why. Um, I had some like some type of sticker or something got stuck on this desk, mm-hmm. and I took it off. Bro, a whole like skin on top of it just ripped off. What? I'm like, what is going on here? That's sorry. <sighs> Trash. But I mean, this, this desk cost me like what forty dollars. Yeah. So I, I I ain't mad at it. Was, it, was, <laughs> it was cheap. He like he like throw he like throw it in the trunk. He like I right. go ahead and get this. He me get a couple of chairs too. He like let me go ahead and get one for my dad. 
I remember that day. Oh, that's right. She <laughs> and this chair is still good too. This, this, this was all. This was low key like a three hundred dollar chair, but I was, you know, Scott wasn't there one day, so I had to do a, some inventory type. I don't know. They they had me doing some type of BS, and I was going around scanning, scan this chair. This mess was like twenty dollars exactly. from like a and like I said, the original price was like three hundred some dollars. So I took this mess real quick with the quickness. <laughs> it's still it's still it's so great. It's a great chair too. I think it was like a, a Serta or something like that. Oh, okay. So it's comfy. Yeah. It hasn't went out. Like it's not flat or nothing. It's 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 been rocking with me for a long time. Man, I miss that simplicity, man. Like like my my job now is complicated. I got I have I the job after working at Staples, I was a um driver in Buckhead for this um print company. And it was mm. it was straight. It was real chill, but like the um the owner of the company, he was incompetent too. Damn. Like, tell me how your your clientele is in Buckhead. And where I'm going, it's like these like really private businesses and wealthy architects. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. But like when I used to see like the invoices, he was giving customers discounts. For what reason? I don't know. Hmm. Wait, is isn't Buckhead like the rich part of Atlanta? You see? Oh, you, you you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, what they need discounts for? <laughs> they got all the money. He's stupid. <laughs> he's, he's, he's so he's, he's so stupid. I never understood that. And then like he's he's saying like he said I want you to <laughs> want you to go to uh the go to the hood by four thirty, but don't get overtime. I was like, how's that? We we in Buckhead. You want me to go to um Cleveland Avenue at four thirty in traffic and, and not get overtime? I'm like I'm like dog. That's not happening, bro. So I used, I used to go into work late every day. I would go into work late every day. I was like I was like whatever, nigga. Let me just drop this bullshit. Wow. Do y'all do y'all hear what he just said? No, no. Stop. Stop right there. Stop right there, Scott. I want them to know. I came late every day at Staples, and Scott always has something to say. Why are you late, Montez? You need to come in on time. This man just sat here and said he was late every day at his job. Wow. Wow. It's like, at Staples, I care more. But, like, I, but now I don't care, like, at all. Like where I, even where I work now, I don't care. Like period, I do not care. Cause like what's Damn. Cause I'm just I'm just getting like somebody else money. I'm like um they this man gave us a bonus for um for Christmas and he taxed it. He taxed the bonus. What I was like, what type of what type of white handed mess is that? Man. That's what, that's that's how them white folks do you, bro. That's how they do you. It's just like damn. It's always something. Man, like the the racism over there. It's just I'm like, bro. I'm like, bro. I'm nice. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to steal your your blueprint. I don't want it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you building. I don't care. Yeah. It's like literally, I went to um this one construction company, and tell me, I don't know what these niggas was hiding. These white people, they was hiding something. I went to the building. I went. I went to the elevator. I went to the top floor. I got another elevator. It was a private elevator. I went to the, went to their went to their suite because it was private. I'm like, all right, cool. So I I gave the lady the form to sign for the blueprints. 
And she grabbed that thing for me like it was dirty. Dang. I could have, boy, I could have knocked that hoe out, man. <laughs> I could have knocked, knocked her out. Her old ass would have turned to fucking dust, man. People is, <laughs> I swear, like. Yeah. Yo, and it just goes to show you, it don't matter if you nice, if you second and driving or whatever. Mm-hmm. To them old white foes, you black, you black. Oh, yeah. It is what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about this one time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So like there's this other construction company and um it was like in Midtown or whatever. I go to the door, I'm knocking, I'm like, do 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 I'm like, what's going on? Doom doom doom. So I just like I turn and now the doors open. I look around, I go in the first door, somebody's in there. I'm like, this nigga can't get up there, answer the door. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, oh I got this for you. He's like, okay, whatever, put it right there. And like every time I went there, he was always doing that. So one day I went up in there, they, they, they weren't in there. I was like, hmm. I was just thinking, like, hmm. I was like, oh, oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, hmm. so I was like, okay, see, this is this is my quick, this is my quick thinking. So I was like, okay. I look around, I was like, oh, they got snacks. I was like, they got a fridge. I said, <laughs> took all that and left. I was like, <laughs> I was not hungry or thirsty that whole day. Cause like, I ain't got time for that disrespect. Scott, you went through their refrigerator Always. and took some snacks? Yeah. This man. <laughs> Out of pocket. It just seemed fair. See, like, see, I'm a person that like, is, is, things have to be fair. Like, if I treat you good, you treat me well. You treat me bad, I treat you bad. So you treat me bad, I'm taking your snacks. Like that's just life. <laughs> they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna miss it. <laughs> See, it is funny that you mentioned that because I did um, when I had left Staples. My first thing I did was delivery too mm-hmm. for uh, Panera, and um, there was this. I, I think it was only one place I remember. Maybe, maybe there were more, but. It was this one spot I used to have to go to all the time. And it was this uh, secretary there. And it was a black lady. She was always real cool. And she was like the only lady that was like, yo, I, I, I feel like whenever someone comes in here, I should treat them the same way that I would treat people that actually work here. So she always offered me either a Coke or water, whichever one I wanted, and like some peppermints or whatever they had in the back. And I was like, let's see, that's what's up. Because everybody else, they don't offer you nothing. They don't care. They just thank you for the food. Get out. But I really did respect that. Like he said, you know, I'm, you see me all the time. I'm, I'm always helping you out. Like, you know, if you got a little something, something you want to hand over, hand it over. See, So I, I, I really appreciated that from her. But it was like the, the one, the only black secretary I ever really saw. And she was the one that actually, you know, was kind to other people in that type of way. Yeah, man. It's just like being kind. Like it's not, it wasn't all the white people. Some of the white people there was just like so like sweet. So, so like nice to me. It, just, it wasn't everybody, but some of y'all, but some of the black people there too. I was like, if mm-hmm. if you don't take your uncle Ruckus head ass away from me, not uncle Ruckus. Like, it, it, but it was over the stupidest stuff. Like, I was I was trying to park the van and go in real quick, drop something off and come out. Some black man, hey man, hey, you can't park there. I'm like, okay, fine. Where can I park? I don't know. I don't know what. Um, okay, I was like, useless. I was like, oh, I'm like, okay, where, where can I park? I don't know, man. Find, find somewhere to park. You can't park here. 
don't know. Atlanta is such a weird city with all these, this, like these dope attractions for people to see, but you can't park your car nowhere. Like, come on, dog. Bruh, that that's honestly like the main reason I don't go to Atlanta as much mm-hmm. as I would like to. Cause I I love Atlanta. I love going to Atlanta. I like seeing Atlanta on on the horizon. I I, I love the city. I just don't like going there that much because you ain't nowhere to park. Like, you got to pay to park everywhere, which I'm pretty sure a lot of cities is like that. We got to pay to park. But it's not even just that you got to pay. It's just hard to find a place to park in general. I don't like that. Why can't I park? Why, um, why can't I park by the building? I'm dropping off some business cards, bro. They right there. No, nah, you can't do that. Yeah. See, when I was at um, Panera, basically all my coworkers was black. Um, so some, some of the other drivers, like the one that had quote unquote trained me, which really wasn't much training. You know I mean, how much training do you really need to know? But he was just like, cause I, I, I was always trying to do stuff a little too proper. Like if I got to a place and it was like, don't park here, you know, go, go, go to the parking garage and park. No, I would do that. Mm-hmm. But man, that dude, Greg, that, he, he, he was a nigga for real. He didn't give a damn. That 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 dude parked right in front of the building almost every time. <laughs> ran in real quick, got in, got out. Because I remember one time, like we we kind of crossed each other. Like we had an order, both of us had to go to the same spot, and I had parked way on the side somewhere. You know, I walked over there, parked and whatnot, and I happened to see him in there. And on the way out, he was like, "Yo, Montez, you gotta start parking all the way over there, bro. Just park right up in the front. They ain't gonna say shit. It is what it is. Go go in there, do your order, and leave." And I was like, "Dang." So when I came back next next few times, that, that that's exactly what I did. I parked super close, got in, got out. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel, yeah some of these places be tripping. I feel that though. Like it's just like why why am I going to waste my energy when I'm getting the same pay? Like I don't even care. Yeah. Like yo, like I told you, I'm telling you, like they're so incompetent at this at this job. Like I had like local deliveries to do, which was smart. And I'm like, okay, but like one day they had me, I was in Buckhead. They had me drive to Carrollton. To West, to, to who? To yes. Okay, okay, to West Georgia, and like I'm like, that's a long drive. I ain't even care because it's whatever. I was like, I had I had like snacks. I went to the gas station. I had snacks. I was watching like like TV on YouTube when I was driving. But like when I got to where I needed to be, it took me like an hour and a half to drive over there. When I got there, damn, I went in this like warehouse or whatever. Some lady was there. She gave me a box, and I was it. I was like, so y'all. <laughs> you were all in there for a box. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, why? They wasted the whole day, and then, like deliveries had got piled up, and it's just like y'all are stupid because the um project manager was getting commission or something for making like um sales or whatever, and I'm like, let me have one of her checks because this little this little um these little boo boo dolls y'all giving us this ain't working, dog. So I really stopped caring. That's why I came in late. Like, what's the point? <laughs> What's the point though? Then <laughs> like then, man, then my boss, he was so like like he reminded me of Stacy in like some ways. It was so weird. Like he he wouldn't tell me nothing. He would every time I asked him a question, he'd be like, Ask your manager. I'm like, bro, this is your company, bro. I'm talking to you. He just he did like the most passive thing. Like he 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 had the nerve to print out people's times when they was clocking in and highlight when they was on coming in but he didn't have the, the, the nerve to talk to us wait so it was like <clears throat> why was he highlighting though he gave it to the manager to come talk to us I'm like if he has a real problem Bruh. come talk to me dog I, I don't bite but I think he was scared of all the black people there 
Probably was. I wouldn't doubt that whatsoever. This, especially if y'all was in like the like 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 the rich part of Atlanta. Yeah, it's just like he. <laughs> I don't know why. Like everybody was nice. He he wouldn't even, he would barely say good morning to anybody. He wouldn't say good morning to me. I was like, okay, cool, that's good. I like just keep it keep it consistent. Then he come and say good morning. I'm like, don't do that, bro. It's, it's a mixed signal. Uh, Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. But yo, but yo. <laughs> But yo, know, the funniest thing, like the, like the funniest thing that he did was <laughs> we had like a um, <laughs> we had a, oh my god, we, we had a company uh, Christmas party, went to a restaurant, and then <laughs> he's so foul. <laughs> we're like, we're like, yeah, thank you, man. He's like, thank you so much. He's like, oh, you're welcome, guys. So everybody had been finished eating. We're like, thank you. So he left. Everybody was <laughs> he left. He left first. <laughs> And then I, I go outside real quick and I come back in. <laughs> this man didn't pay the bill. <laughs> he what? He didn't pay five hundred dollars. <laughs> but that was supposed to be like a treat for y'all, and he didn't pay the bill. Five hundred dollars. I was dead. I was. I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. All this money he making. <laughs> All the money he making, I'm like, you can't. And couldn't pay the bill? Come on, man. <laughs> At the Christmas party? I love him. <laughs> You're like, damn. That's so trifling. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, people, people just move funny. I just feel like at this point in my life, if I'm working for somebody else, and it's really not going to help me. I'm not going to go above and beyond. There's no point. Exactly. I think the the only thing I miss about having a traditional job is, like, meet and do, like, cool coworkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing I miss. But I like just doing what I do, like, with the whole Grubhub thing, because I get to work on my art most of the time, which is what I really want to do. Yeah. And then that that's been doing me pretty well. So that's slowly growing, which is amazing. So the more that grows, the less I have to do any of the other stuff. And then with that, I I mean, I I miss having cool coworkers, Mm -hmm. but it also reminds me that I ain't got no trash coworkers either. Um, I just kind of go around, do my thing, listen to music all day. uh, Especially since I guess the, I I guess because some people are going back to work or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, people been tipping real good again because for a while it was pretty, it was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, you know, it's real chill. So I like money good. I, 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 is the money good? It's, it's, it's been getting back to where it needs to be because, like, um, typically I've actually gotten kind of bougie now. Um, because when I was doing the DoorDash thing. You know, I, I I accepted less money and I was cool with it, you know, because they, they, they didn't pay as much. But with Grubhub, man, I'm used to I'm I'm used to making my my, my twenty dollars an hour. And if I ain't making that, I'm not having a good day. <laughs> like like <laughs> so I'm 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 a lot more bougie than when I used to be. Like yesterday they, they was playing me, so I, I just cut my shift off, which is another thing I'm glad I can do. So at Staples or or my old job, I couldn't just get mad at Stacy and them and be like, you know, I'm going home. Forget y'all. Today is today is trash. Because you know, you got you you gotta be on your shift. Mm-hmm. But what I do now, man, if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I, I I don't have to take this. I can just go home and draw some stuff, post it up, 
you know, get get some new uh, patrons on Patreon to support my lifestyle and whatnot, and I'm good. Like I, I don't have, I don't have to take this if I don't want to. I can I, I can be out there for as much as I want, make as much money as I want. I'm tired of. I just go home. See, I like that, man. I miss that convenience. The job I'm working now in collections, I can't do that. I can't. I don't have no options. How, I honestly, I meant to ask you about that. Like, how how does that even go? Like with a work from home job, do you like just wake up, clock in on the computer or something? Like, how does that even go? I've never had a work from home job. I'm, I'm working with this temp agency. <clears throat> I'm glad I am because like this is this is trash. I can't even lie. I hate it. It's just like, it's just, I just don't like um, talking to people on the phone and then like mm. over 19, hit them hard and they've, they've been out of work, but I'm asking for like a car payment. I don't like that. Oh, that's tough for real. Yeah. I, I, I imagine it has to be really rough working for collections because I remember they, they, they used to call me all the time because I, I owe a little bit of money to a couple companies. Oh, when you rob, when you rob but, that bank. I, I remember you was on TV. You robbed that. Wow. <laughs> Y'all hear these lies going I, on I right now? I seen you had like, you had all these gold rings on. You had, gold. You had your, your head shaved. You was wearing all black. You driving a black Mercedes. <laughs> a black Mercedes. Y'all hear this right now? The foolishness. You, you, you even sound like that. You like so. My name Montez. My name Montez Jones. What's up with y'all? I was like, whoa, Mont- Montez. What? <laughs> I just need to know where all this money went that I, that I took from this bank because I need it back immediately. <laughs> Shoot, the way things are going right now, all this Corona stuff. Dang, but um, well, I guess speaking of Corona. Cause then, then you uh didn't affect your first job, the one that you had before the collection yeah. thing. Yeah, I just feel like it was like it was on it was some race stuff going on <laughs> because when I had got laid off, it was me and two other black black guys, two older like guys, like older black men. Mm-hmm. This just and then I like it was crazy because we were supposed to be in like on a two week delay, and I was like, all right, whatever. And then like it just shit it just got worse, and they they, they sent us home. Then like I knew it was for real when like the um the project manager the white lady she was crying I was like she I was like Jesus calm down holy, I was like holy crap did she get lose her job too what was she crying for she didn't lose her job I mean I liked her she was actually like a really nice lady mm-hmm. she like she used to like cook for us and like bring us like breakfast she was just sad because of the circumstances just because, I guess she knew she had an idea of like what most of us were going home to we we're gonna be like I mean we were struggling. Oh, true. So it was like empathy. So I appreciated that much. Yeah, because you don't see that a lot. The boss, he didn't really care. Dang. He was like, well, God, I'm going to let you guys go. I was like, I was like all right, nigga. <laughs> 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 okay. All right, nigga. I mean, what, what, can you, what can you do? It was just like, all right, whatever. I mean, I was like shocked when it happened, but I was like, all right, whatever. Mm, but this is it just makes me really think like we shouldn't all be like working jobs to have security because nothing is secure at the end of the day. Oh, that ain't that ain't nothing but facts, bro. That that's like the preaching of the day. Cause that ain't nothing but the truth. So, Honestly, um <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was telling I was telling one of my friends the other day, that's like the one thing I am 
that I do kind of like about the whole Corona situation. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to my aunt some time ago. And usually when I talk to, you know, older people, they, you know, they got that old folk mentality. So, you know, their whole thing is, you know, work, work, work at a job that you probably don't like. And then, you know, die, basically work, 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 and then die. I was talking to one of my aunts one day and she's like my, my youngest aunt. So I guess it makes sense. Um, but she was just like, she was just being real. She was like, yo, um. You know, she was telling me about her dreams to want to travel and, mm-hmm. you know, go to, like, islands and just other countries and, you know, just really live a good life. And she was she was basically like, I, I feel like this isn't what life should be like. This is not how life is supposed to be. We, we're not supposed to work, work, work all the time. Like, there should be time to work and there should be time to live your life. Yeah. You know, she was just really kind of going on about, you know, how life kind of doesn't really make sense the way it is. How, like, it's so much, of, it's, it's like a corporation. Um. And all these people, as you and I both know from working with these companies, they don't they don't care about if you want to live, if you want to do this, if you want to do that. If you if you call into a job and you say, oh, I want to go on a vacation or whatever, they're not always happy for you. Like, oh, well, I hope you have fun. The, the, the first thing they do is give you the side eye and maybe sigh like, ah, well, now I got to find someone, you know, hold over your spot. But they're never like always happy for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't like. Because one of my things I didn't like about Staples with Stacy specifically was um when they talk <laughs> talking about I had a goddamn attitude. But anyway, oh, um, yeah. that was man. so when they, when they had your little sit down, that was so funny. <laughs> it, that was trash. They called me in there, was talking all this, that, and the other. Like, oh, you've changed. I'm like, whatever, bitch. Ain't nobody changed. No. Oh my, whoa. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna have to uh, beat that out, but <laughs> but, but nah, um, but the part I just didn't like was when her and our supervisor Eugenia basically said something along the lines of, "Cause you know I I had, I think I was telling them something about you know my dreams, my ambitions to be an artist and you know yeah. grow up in the world and whatnot," and they said something along the lines of, "Oh well, I see what you mean, but when you come in here, you need to leave all that at the door." And that's why I just really gave both of them the side eye. And that's why I really just, I, I just stopped messing with them, period. Both of them. Both of them at the same time. Okay. Because I was just like, because <laughs> that was just, that was just mad disrespectful to me. Um, that's just something I just never liked about working at a traditional job is that they really don't care about you whatsoever. They don't care about what you're going through. They don't care about what you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's literally all they care about is what you can do for the company. That's it. And that mentality yeah. is trash. It's brainwashing. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like if it, I just feel like if I ran a company, I would really care about what the people that work for me like, what they actually want. Because you 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 can always get new employers. That's that, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. So you you should really care about the people that are doing the work for you. Like you said with Stacy specifically, um, wanting to be a manager but not wanting to do the manager job. Because I remember that yeah. one time, that one time you was gone and she tried to have me do the, what was that, the the Z something? I don't know, the Z, something. The Z, the ZB or whatever. Yeah. And then like I I didn't know how to do it on the thing because you had left. I mean you had gave me that packet, but the packet didn't tell me certain information. Yeah. So I went up. I went to Stacy because traditionally I, I will say that some of my old older managers they at least knew how to do certain stuff. Yeah. Well, to Stacy, I was like, "Oh, Stacy, I don't understand how to do this." Um, you know, Scott ain't here. He, wait, what was you on like vacation or something? I forgot. Yeah. I forgot where you was at. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was gone. 
and she you know she didn't want me hitting you up or nothing like that. So I I asked her, and she was like, "Well, I don't really know how to do it myself." Wow. Yeah, that's like how she sounded too, nasally and dumb. Nasally and just dumb. So I was just like, "Bro, you don't even know how to do these jobs. Are you trying to sit here and get mad at somebody else if they're not doing it fast enough? Get out of here." Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the ZB. I don't, I don't know what the company wanted from me. I feel like what they asked to be, I did, I did above and beyond. On the um, ZB, they wanted, I think they wanted, um, they wanted a low number, but they wanted like seventy-five outs not scanned. So like this seventy, this this seventy-five, we can say that's a number seventy-five. Anything lower is even better. I think like one day I had like a twenty-four. And the store was looking good, but nobody cared. So I was just like, I'm doing this well, but it doesn't matter. So I was just kind of like, it's kind of like whatever. Y'all ain't, y'all not going to kill me. And then going back to what Stacey and Eugenia said to you, they, they said that stuff to like, <clears throat> to plant a seed in you to, to like push like the stuff you're manifesting for yourself, like back, backwards and not forwards. And I, I don't I don't like that. Like working for a company isn't good. If I have a company, I don't want anybody working for me. I want to work with them. And that's like that's that's so different. Working for people, they get to treat you however they want to treat you. And like working jobs now, I just I'm just not engaged because what's the what's the point? The most you're gonna do is put something on your resume to work for somebody else. I, I mean, I don't care, bro. For real. It's just at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff is just so stupid. It don't even make sense. And the people that trick themselves at work to like it, that's just like, that's sad, bro. I can't trick myself. Like now at work, I'm just like, I'm just there. I'm working on what I want to work on, to be, to be real with you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just most important because I know I'm not going to be there forever. Like, I can't be going to work putting on a fake smile because, like, being fake makes my kidneys hurt. Kidneys hurt. Yo. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you you ain't you ain't doing nothing but telling the truth, bro. Like, I, I that's why when I was at Staples, some people may have thought I looked mean or whatever, but mm-hmm. I, I really wasn't trying to be like fake smiling and stuff. It's honestly fake smiling hurts my face. Like my jaw be hurting and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do it. So you know, I just stay on my own little lane. I can't be trying to fake smile all day. Face be all contorted and stuff. I ain't got time for that. You, you're right. You absolutely right. And I feel like I, I feel like that's why you didn't really talk to anybody. And I, I respected that. I talked to people because I, I was always there, and it made the time go by quicker. But like, I feel you just keeping like staying to yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I was. Um, yeah. You you definitely did hit on that. Like how not even just with staples, but a lot of jobs try to, you know stop your manifestation of what you really want to do. And some people, I will admit, some people are really good at at working and manifesting at the same time. Some people can work at a terrible job, put on a happy face, and, you know, have a really good side hustle and, you know, leave one day and, you know, start start living their best life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes you just gotta... Some people, like like you and me, we just I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. If, if, yeah. if, I, if, I know, if I know I'm in a situation I don't like, I can't really sit and fake like I'm happy because I'm not. I tried that. I literally tried that on my second day of training. I tried to I tried to fake the funk, and my kidney started hurting. So I was like, I can't do this before I, before I end up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Being fake will put him in a hospital, man. Kidney failure and everything. I just can't. I can't do it. It's like 
even now I don't I don't say nothing at work. It's just like what's the point? I just can't. My mind is my mind is somewhere else. Like I, I know what I have to do for the eight hours, but after that, like I don't really I don't care. I don't take it I don't take my job seriously anymore. Cause like it was I really noticed that um Staples I worked there for almost three years and I do music, but I realized working at Staples in like almost three years, I only came out with like four songs. So I, I realized the job was outside of the job was stressing me out more than being there because I was talking about it all the time, breathing life into it. So now I work, I don't I don't stress about nothing and I, and I can focus on what I need to focus on. So don't bring work home because... Yeah. That's true. I think um, one thing that works for me though, when I'm at situations like that, at a, at a bad job, um, I feel like sometimes I, I manifest a lot of good stuff when I'm upset, <laughs> when I'm just mad. So like I I would be I would be at the jobs mad all the time. I was applying for a lot of jobs. I was drawing a lot of stuff. Oh, you too? That yeah, was, that was just me. <laughs> nah, man, I, I I was on Indeed like every day, bro. Stacy just didn't know. Um, I was always doing something because I was just like, I was just mad all the time. So I was like, man, I don't need this job. I'm just going to do my own thing, work real hard at it. I'm going to get up out of here. But um, I guess maybe that wasn't the best way to do stuff because now I'm doing a lot better and I'm not angry at any, I'm not angry doing any jobs, nothing like that. I'm very clear minded when I'm working on stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, working on my goals and whatnot. So I guess maybe that wasn't the best way, but it, it hey, that's how I functioned for years at jobs. Even when I was in like college, you know, I was always thinking about other stuff. Um, but now, you know, I do like having a more clear mind because it wasn't fun being upset all the time, having to go into work, knowing I got to be there. Then I get a good idea and I'm like, dang, I can't even do nothing about it. Um, yeah. which which reminds me another thing that that had made me mad about Stacy, speaking of like art and stuff, and how like she didn't care about anybody's ambitions, their goals, their dreams, or nothing, which is why she probably loved um, uh, uh, oh, dang it, you probably gonna roast me because I can't remember name. Uh, oh lord, you know who I'm talking about? Who? Um. Dang it! From the job, I, nigga, we work with a lot of people. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> uh, always talking about video games, glasses. Oh, Josh! Josh, see, dang! I'm gonna tell Josh you forgot his name. He go, he go, see? he go fight and, you. And, then, and that's why I was hoping you would help me out because now, now I'm gonna look bad. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna, but, beat, he gonna beat you. <laughs> But yeah, that's why she really loved Josh because you know Josh really didn't have much ambition at the time. He was just kind of going with the flow, and she knew she could really use that to her, you know, to her advantage. I but hate, I hated that. Yeah, that's a really trash mentality. I had to, I had to really, I had to talk to him a lot about what he wanted to do, and he's doing way more. I'm glad, I'm glad he like he he like got he listened and like did something because they should have had him working there until he was damn 35 years old if she could. True. Shoot, she would never let him leave at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one time my homegirl had hooked me up with this little animation gig, which is my first time like actually working for a studio, um, freelance. 
So, you know, they had me working on some stuff and, you know, it was it was a real serious thing. Like they they when they wanted me to get stuff done, it had to be done on a certain day. Yeah, I remember that. Like, like they, they weren't playing no yeah. games. So I had it was one project and I was like, dang, I, I, I'm 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 not gonna be able to like get this done on time if I gotta go in to work. <laughs> so I, I had called in Stacy, I told her I was gonna be a few hours late. Mm-hmm. And which I wasn't going to at all. But I was like, man, what would Scott do? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, you quote me. That's trash. You would have you would have stayed home. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Wow, no, nah, Scott would have called in, being like, Stacy, I can't come in for a little bit. She's like, oh, no, Scott, that's horrible. But I called and let her know. I told her it was going to be like an hour or something late. I ended up being like three hours late. Because mm-hmm. the thing I was working on, like, I, 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 I was not about to leave that house until it was done. Because, you know, I, obviously, I'm, I'm going to take a career thing way more seriously. I'm going to take... Eight dollars something an hour staples. It was it nine dollars? I can't remember how much I was making that staples. But it was trash. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I go in. I finally got in, and first thing she did, she then like, oh, well, how did it go? Did you get it done in time? No, nothing, nothing, nothing nice, Karen. It was well, well, Montez. You told me that that was only going to take you about an hour, and you t- came in three hours late, so. I'm a little disappointed. And I'm like, really? Really? You don't really care nothing about nothing, like nothing else but this job, do you? The, the store is running just fine. Ain't they, ain't no customers <laughs> in here as usual. They don't need no help. What are you even complaining about? Like, I don't understand. They're liars, man. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even need you that day. Right. Could have stayed home. I could have stayed home literally the whole time and the store would have ran just fine. I don't know, like Jeez. if somebody says something like that to me, like <clears throat> I'm I guess I guess there's like a savage part of me. I'll be like, okay. I'm disappointed in you. Um, okay. Mm. Like I guess I will I would like talk to, I would talk to Stacy like nicely to get benefits. So when she's not looking, oh I can just I'm gonna just whoop, I'm gonna take that. Oh. She ain't looking. Whoop, I'm gonna yeah. take this. That's the only reason why. She ain't never. She ain't never know. It took her too long to um keep up. Like it was crazy. We had like some earbuds, some like century earbuds. There was two of them. I gave one to her. I I took mine and I um I sold it to. I sold it on eBay for like twenty five dollars. She came in the next day. She said, "Hey Scott, how do you like the headphones?" I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh this this dumb heifer. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> She's stupid, bro. I think, <sighs> but I think, I think, like this is my biggest finesse at Staples. It would have to be the desk, but my biggest finesse, man. I'm like, this is like legendary. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> man, what you do? Take half the store? What's what going on? Nah, that, that, that's too risky. But <clears throat> you know how we took electronics and stuff, like printers and stuff. People will recycle them. You remember that? Back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this lady came in with all this stuff and she had like an old iPod. And I was like, Why are you why are you recycling this? This looks like in good condition. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm always trying to be re- like resourceful. I was like, hmm. So I look at it, I was like, all right, bet. So when I'm walking all the stuff back to the back, I put it in my pocket. When the where the cameras couldn't see me, I put I I recycle all the other stuff. 
And then I go to the back to the break room. I got my charger. I just charge it up to see if it'll work. He said, bing, the Apple logo popped up. I was like, bet. So I, I clock out from my shift. I go home. Literally that night, I put that thing on eBay. Nigga, I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. I wake up to like $130. I was like, okay. All right. I was like, bet. Dang. I was like, all right, cool. All right. Like, Cause like they like and I just got so fed up with like working as hard as I did and everybody saw it. And then I asked for like two dollars and they couldn't even do that. They didn't even like I went on vacation. I said, please just make sure you guys just keeping this area clean for me. And it was dirty when I came back. So there was no there was no respect there. So I was like, you don't respect me. Why should I why should I respect respect you? So I was like, I did what I wanted to do. So I played key key with Stacy, but at the end of the day, I was really I was getting mine. I was selling tablets, I was selling printers, I was selling desks, I was doing whatever I wanted to do. I was I was selling markers. I was just like, what y'all gonna do? True. Honestly, y'all, um I had I had got my dad on on that uh, Scott hustle this year <laughs> since uh <laughs> the corona stuff started. Cause my dad kinda started doing something similar because he works at Walmart. Um I think it was like two years ago, they had all these lawnmowers, you know, on clearance because it was, you know, going into fall. So people ain't really gonna cut their, need to cut their grass like that. So he bought like three, four of them. And my, my dad just likes collecting stuff anyway, but especially if it's a good deal. So for a while, you know, I was like, okay, we need to sell these. But I was kind of lazy. So <laughs> I didn't do it. And I remember it was raining real hard in February, but I was like, yo, I'm, I'm about to put up a sign in front of the house and let people know, you know, we got lawnmowers for sale. But I was like, it keep raining. So that would be a dumb idea because, you know, it's just going to just gonna turn to mush, basically, if, if I put a sign out. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I had one of them really good quality signs. But I was about to just go to uh, the family, the, the Dollar Tree, and just <laughs> get a, a little poster, some, some markers, and write it on there. And I was like, hold up. I can put this on the Facebook marketplace though. So I did that and she my dad made about a thousand dollars just selling uh lawnmowers that he got from Walmart that you know, nobody was you know, they weren't gonna do nothing with them. He got them for a good price, flipped them over. So that that, that was uh that's that's been like a hustle hustle. Do what you gotta so, do, man. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Cause these jobs don't—they don't have your best interests. They don't—they don't care about the end of the day. You just a body that makes them money. That's—that's that's what I'm doing now. I'm making somebody else money, and it doesn't reflect in my checks. So I'm—I'm I'm good, man. Man, you just said the whole word with that one. At these jobs, you are working to make somebody else money. Like you're not even—I mean, you making money, but you making like pennies compared to what they making. Um, you just like a little soldier ant. You know, going around the, the yard picking up freaking potato chips and stuff, <laughs> like feeding them. Like it's crazy. Like I collected um like almost four thousand dollars the other day, but I'm not gonna see it. I'll never see it. And I, I was like, all right, I'm good. Let me just. I just be chilling. I don't have the energy to be investing like time into this like getting getting upset at stuff like this i was talking to this on the phone some asian lady was cussing me out i was like all right no <laughs> i was like, all right I, like i was, look i'm so messed up i almost asked her like can i order some chinese food just to be like Whoa. <laughs> out of pocket well dang see that that's honestly why i couldn't do those type of jobs because 
I remember one of my homies, he does he does IT. And when he kind of first started, but when, when he left the call center, he was like, oh, well, you, you know, you, you can always work for a call center because they pay good money. And a, a lot of people I know started working at, started off working at call centers. So I was like, well, maybe I could. But then I was like, ah, I can't do that. Y'all, y- y'all know how my personality is. And it was like, yeah, I don't think that, I, I don't think that's a good, you know, a good pick for you. Cause they know me. I can't, I can't just be sitting on the phone getting cussed out all day. That's, it's not, it's not, it, it's, I'm just not going to roll like that. I can't do it. And you a nigga. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't, I can't do it. I'm not about to sit here. Nah. Mm-mm. <laughs> I was, nah. <laughs> he gonna be on the, he gonna be on the phone. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. So, nah. I, I I definitely commend you for your hustle. You know, always trying to make some money and whatnot. So, I mean, how is things going though? Like, what you actually want to do though? Like, you 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 been making any moves or anything? Yeah. So, I think last time we talked, I was just I was you know just working on music. But since then, um, it's crazy because I, I feel like I manifested this for myself years ago. There's a festival, like a conference in Atlanta, A three C, all three coasts. So every, oh, yeah. so I did that. I performed there. I've been wanting to perform there for like um like four or five years. But I, I had a dream about it like a long time ago that I was performing there. And then in last year I had like got an email for like I, I was in a competition and I had to, I had to get people to vote for me and I had one. So it was just it was crazy. It was real like the performance was dope, but like I'm not even gonna lie. Like meeting artists at this conference was trash. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie. It was, it was a waste of my time. Dang, well, they just they just had bad personalities, or you just didn't learn nothing from them. It's weird because the way I'm talking to you now is how I talk to everybody. I try to be real cool, like humble. I try to be funny, but people have this wall up because they create a facade of of them being bigger than what they are. I feel like everybody going to these. I feel like you go to an event, you're trying to make a connection with somebody, somebody that can help you do something, but people didn't give me the time of day to even like show them who I really am. So me, like I can, I, like I make music, I make music, I can like mix and stuff. I make my own merch, but it's like, I, I'm good at marketing too. I actually know how to go into like Facebook administrator and do like a campaign for Instagram and Facebook ads. I can do YouTube campaigns too, but nobody wanted and give me the opportunity to say anything. And artists be like, "Some yeah, bro, I'm I'm so good, man. I'm 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 so good. Like I don't know what's going on. I'd be like, it's marketing, but nobody ever wants to listen. It's like, hey, man, hey, I'm Scott. How you doing? They be giving me the cold shoulder. So it's just like, I don't mind networking. I welcome networking, but some people, they don't really deserve your time because they really trash. Yeah, it's see, it's funny that you say that because I keep hearing that all the time. More specifically about Atlanta, because you know I don't I don't live in any other city, so I don't know how all the other ones function. But mm-hmm. specifically here in Atlanta, I hear that it's just like a facade type city. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hear I hear the same stuff on reality TV shows. I've mm-hmm. heard it from people online. I hear from people I actually know, like you and some other people. Where it's just like so many people in Atlanta, they mm-hmm. they could be freaking manager at. Kmart and like do music on the side and just pretend like they you know Jay-Z's younger brother or something like Mm -hmm. that and it's like like you said just humble yourself like there's nothing wrong with being cool with people and you know 
maybe working together and, and whatnot. But people need to stop. I know they say Atlanta is like the Black Hollywood or whatever, but we need. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want us to treat it like Hollywood because I know in Hollywood they say it's even worse. Like pe- people in Hollywood will use you in a heartbeat and not not even question it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like that mentality, especially if it's supposed to be the quote unquote Black Hollywood. And you know, there's already a lot of stuff going on right now. But just black people in general, and you would think that the people want to come together and support each other and whatnot. But you know, when you as artists are going around, especially with musicians, I heard it's you know the worst with musicians. Like, you know, it's just kind of sad that people want to treat people a certain way and act like they're above the next person and whatnot. Mm-hmm. When you can just, like you said, be cool. Somebody says, "Hey, what's up? My name is." Talk to them. Don't you know? Don't don't look down on them or be like, "Oh, this nigga lame," because you know he he ain't got some fresh J's or he 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 doesn't have the, you know, whatever I'm wearing on, which you probably spent your whole rent money just to get. Exactly. Look, like, and then like, I want to I want people to understand what networking really is. People think networking is going to an event and I slide you my business card and that's it, and I walk away. They think that's networking, or I give you my Instagram and I walk away. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't work like that, and I'm gonna tell everybody what I've been doing now. <clears throat> so like, I slide into like, like celebrities, like artists I like. I slide into their DMs, but but think about when you follow somebody or go in their DMs. Think about it as if you're meeting them for the first time in person. So when you meet somebody for the first time in person, what do you do? You introduce yourself and tell them what you do, where you're from, and blase blase. It's, it's weird for me because just being that much of myself in direct messages has like opened up doors for me and just getting advice from artists that are established, but I come to them correct. I don't go on their DMs be like, hey, bro, what's up? Put me on. It's just like, <laughs> or, or you like go to somebody's email and just send them a link. It's just, it's, it just sounds so disingenuous. I Usually I go into somebody's direct messages and it, and it works out. Like ninety percent of the time, I like, hey, my name, like, hey, man, so and so, I love your work. You're so talented. I've been like following you for a while. My name's Scott. Um, I'm an artist. I do X, Y, and Z. And then like, ask them for something that doesn't really make them have to give you anything. Ask them for information because that that's really free. You don't have to get the connection. I ask them something or just tell them you like their you like their their content. It just opens up the doors. Just having a relationship is way better than somebody just doing something for you when it's not sincere. So it just goes back to it. Like when you meet somebody, like and really like talk to them, like talk to them, hear hear them and listen to them. Because like there's been instances where I go to events where I meet artists. I'm like, this person's really talented. I feel like I could help them or we could do something together. And I end up interviewing them because they think I'm like, like pressed or something, but I'm, I tell them I'm an artist, but they just, I ask them all these questions. They don't ask anything and they walk away. So it's kind of like, at the end of the day, fuck you. And it's, and just gotta, you gotta keep it moving. But when you network, it should be a handshake, a business card, um, a DM, but with a message because a lot of us are missing out because we, we do that all wrong. And it's really, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's really helped me. Like, think about like somebody that you look up to in your, in your, um, your your field whatever you do and like honestly tomorrow like tonight dm them and see what happens either either they're going they're going to see it they're not going to see it 
or they're going to see and they're going to reply. Like, what's what's really stopping you? I've gotten a lot of replies. Like, somebody, like, I DM'd him, and he he's, like, he, he like he's pretty young. He's, a, he's, like, a producer in a group or whatever. He listened to my music, and he's... His whole group listened to it, and they actually gave me feedback. And I didn't—I didn't even ask for that. I was just being—I was just being kind, saying I love what they do. And he followed me back, so it was just kind of like that's like a—it's like a connection, off of mm-hmm. just off of just being myself. You don't have to put on a facade to really connect with people. I think that's so—I think it's so trash, bro. That's why, like my my really my sound and my music has shifted to like a different arena because I'm not trying to be super super commercial. I'm just trying to be me at the end of the day. Just just be yourself because that's you can market that the best. Like that's 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 really all it is, man. Yeah. I agree with everything you just said. Cause like I feel like when you're out networking, you should treat it almost as if you're out like trying to date somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know when I go out and network, that's kind of what it's like. Like you said, you don't go out there and just, you know, put on the facade, talk to somebody for five seconds and then walk away. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I've gone out and done some networking in Atlanta, um, usually how it goes is you, I was well, used to like, you know, a big net, networking event. So there are plenty of people to talk to, yeah. but you find somebody, you talk to them and typically you, you sit there and talk to them for a while. Like yeah. if you, it, it, if you're really about it, y'all, y'all can be sitting there talking for 30 minutes and not yeah. even know it. Cause like you said, you're really getting to know this person instead of just being like, Oh yeah, follow me on Instagram or whatever. T- typically um, when, when I'm really, you know, talking to someone and it's really getting good, mm-hmm. don't even think about it until like almost when the conversation is fully over, like we'll, we'll just be sitting there having the conversation. And then towards the end of like, Oh shoot, do you have an Instagram? Like, exactly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, my Instagram is, and then, you know, you start exchanging information or whatever and you can hit each other up later on. If you have something you think you can work on together or if not really just support each other, uh, you know, comment on their stuff or whatever, just, you know, it's really all about support. So that's why you really want to get to know the people. So that's why I'm I'm really big on networking and whatnot. Even though I'm a full blown introvert, I do, I do believe in networking because yeah. um, I feel like that's where you get like the real, real. I mean, some people like you were saying, you you seem to be pretty good at it online. You know, you can really get to talk to people and whatnot. It just has to mm-hmm. be genuine, like you said. Exactly. Um, like when I started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, 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 most people, y'all, y'all all know I draw. Y'all know my Instagram or whatever. But like some people know, I, I ain't really gotten the full details on this podcast. But I switched my focus on what I draw to other more <laughs> over eighteen <laughs> type stuff. Um, but there's okay. this one person that really influenced me. Um. And the first thing I did was hit him up. I was like, yo, I like your stuff. You know, then mm-hmm. you could critique my artwork or, you know, whatever. Just really having the conversation, see what, how he got started and, mm-hmm. you know, really learn some stuff from him. Like, I didn't go in there like, oh, retweet my stuff. Yeah, I, you cool. know, you know, just going in there real fake. I just wanted to have a conversation. And um, to know, just let, let the person know it's real, you know, follow up with them sometime. Because that wasn't the only conversation I have, because that would have seemed kind of kind of fake, I guess, if it was. But I talked to him a couple times after, 
Um, I'm not gonna say that I necessarily think of him as like my mentor. Like we don't, I don't we, we ain't talk like that. But you know, I do. He is an influence for me. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky enough to, um, to get to a point to where people actually wanted to interview me, and as they were like talking, I I meant I made sure to really. I hope I did. I hope I mentioned him in the actual interview because I know I mentioned him in like the, the pre-interview thing. But anyway, yeah, I always you know give a shout out and really say this person inspired me because I, I, I ain't trying to be on, on, on Nicki Minaj stuff later on. People will be accusing me of not, <laughs> not, you know, you know uh, shouting out my influences and paying homage and blah, blah, blah. So I always make sure to do that because, you know, like Scott was saying, it's just it's just a proper way to to um, freelance and it's just a not good way to do it. So anybody listening, if you're an artist, you draw, you do music, you're trying to act or whatever, go out. Sure to have everything. Like you said, the business card, all that, ready on point. Talk mm-hmm. to people like they humans, like 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 you trying mm-hmm. to go on a date or you trying to make a new friend or something. It works, man. Like it, it works. Just like be be yourself, be 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 humble, be empath, be empathetic. Like just it, it works. You'd be surprised what what rooms you can get into by just being yourself. Yeah, and learn discernment too, and don't be naive because there have been some people, you know, that I'll talk to, and you know, first thing they do is talk about trying to do a collaboration. I'm always very weary about collaborations because I don't really like working with people all that much. Well, if it's like a close friend, I don't mind, but if it's someone yeah, I don't know, I'm very weary about that because, you know, I've had situations where people are like, oh, you want to work on this collaboration? They ain't, they ain't talking about no money. And mm-hmm. I, I, at some point, you're like, you can't just be doing stuff for free. Like, if you like 18 or whatever, I understand. But at, yeah. as, at some point in time, you gotta we gotta realize I've been working on this for years. This is something I'm talented at. I I deserve something for this. See, you make you make a great point, man. See, I just I don't know people. They just they say one thing and they do another. So for me, like I believe in myself. You believe in yourself, but it's just like, why would you not invest in what you're doing? People get upset, like. They're not where they want to be, but a lot of us, a lot of people are just scared to really take a chance. So for me, I had to really ask myself, am I worth it? And I was like, I am. So I've invested the money I have into my music, into into marketing, because that's just when it really helped me like stand out from my peers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of people get um like discouraged because. They think marketing is just making an Instagram post or whatever, or putting up a promo pic on their Instagram, whatever they do, and think it's gonna go viral when they when they don't even promote it. They don't, they don't put any effort into it, and it just it just shows like a lot of us have it backwards. A lot of us don't like believe in ourselves like we should, and it just it just takes time to really do that. It's like, are you worth the money? Do you do you deserve to get paid for it? The first, the, like the first real fan you have of your your craft is you. Oof, that's a word. Mm. Took everybody to church with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Sunday too. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday service. 
Because <laughs> that ain't nothing but the truth. Yep, it's all you. Like, you are the talent. No matter what people, other people say, you are the talent. You're the one that can draw. You're the one that can sing. You're the one that can mm-hmm. produce. So you have to believe in yourself, first and foremost. And I know that does take a while to really, to to do. Because um, before I start doing what I do now, um, you know, I, there are lots of stuff I always wanted to draw, but... Mm-hmm. I wasn't really confident in it. I was like, oh, maybe I should wait till later because I'm not all that great at drawing these certain things yet. So maybe I shouldn't. And people, you know, some people always give advice like, no, if, if you're always waiting, waiting, waiting until you're good enough, you're going to be waiting forever because you never <laughs> think you're good enough. Right. So you just got to go out and do it. And um, that's one thing I was glad about some of my previous co-workers i used to work with these two old dudes that was always going at it all the time but they they did give me some good advice because they've been living on this earth for many many decades but um they really helped encourage me to go out and like scott said invest in some stuff that i do because I, I used to be just pencil and paper that's all i knew um even though i knew the the new wave was digital art i was like nah that's expensive i don't really know if i want to do that so I remember I was sitting around one of my coworkers, and I, I, I kept looking at the Surface Pro 3 every day at the job because, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we was always slacking off at the job. So I was, mm-hmm. just, I was just going on the computer and going <laughs> and going Google and whatnot. <laughs> and I just kept staring at it like, this is what I want. I want this so bad that the price was like $1,200. I was like, I can't afford that. How, like, how, how am I going to be able to get it? The job don't pay that good. And I was a horrible salesman. So I was like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was trash. I'm <laughs> not a good salesman because I don't like trying to force people to get stuff um so yeah I just didn't know how I was going to do it and I remember he just one of my coworkers sat there I think it was my coworker Angel and he was just like you know what Montez you just gotta go to Best Buy file for um credit card and just get it just do it you're young I'm pretty sure you you can do it you don't have bad credit or nothing like that just go out and get it if you want it so bad go out and get it mm-hmm. And I was like scared, but I was like, okay, okay. If these, you know, if these old dudes feel like I can do it, I think I can do it. Cause I didn't really grow up with that type of energy in like my family where people were like, oh, go out and live your dreams, go out and do this and that. So I wasn't really, I wasn't really used to that type of stuff. So it was really cool, you know, having some old dudes back me up and be like, you can do it, go out and do it. You're a really good artist. We see you draw it in here all the time. Um, so one day after my shift was over, I was like, you know, Angel, I'm about to go down there and do it. He was like, all right, okay, go ahead. So I went down there to Best Buy because Best Buy was like almost right across the street. I went over there, applied for the car, got it. Went back home, my new Surface Pro. Boy, I was hey. I was on top of the world. Couldn't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And ever since then, you know, my life really turned around as far as like now I could draw all these new things I just it really opened my world up to all the new possibilities and that's all it took was somebody really being supportive and just letting me know hey you know you can do it just stop being scared just go out and do it I I, I see that you have this passion mm-hmm. it, the, the only, only thing holding you back literally is you see, um, I'm glad you brought that up like the um like the parents or like your family supporting you <sighs> Man. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and 
like people would think like it doesn't even matter, but it makes a difference if if your dad is like, yeah, man, you want to draw this, you want to have your own anime, you want to have your own like cartoon TV show, you want to have this. If, if like your parents speak that into your life, it really happens, and it gives you this, this level of confidence. But like if they don't, it's 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 tough, man. A lot of our parents are scared, man. They're like they just want us to be like secure. And I don't blame them, but like it's 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 tough. Like I don't know, it's weird. It's a weird feeling, man. I go through the same thing. My my parents, man. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like. On one hand, you know, my mom was the more supportive one. I was like, like, I told her what I wanted to do. And she was like, yeah, you know, just keep, you know, getting good grades in school. You know, this, this, and that. Go to college and whatever. So she was more supportive. She didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Like, I, I, I really respect that when someone older than you, they don't know exactly what you're trying to say, like what you want to do. They don't understand it, but they're still supportive anyway. I like that. That's good energy. But, you know, it was like... <sighs> two opposite ends of the magnet because she was like the positive and my dad was kind of like the negative because he was just like nah you know be a doctor or a lawyer you know something that like like you said that has more security to it he said that yeah i know it was disgusting (laughs) but but honestly for like for for a good chunk of time when i was in middle school i was like you know what dr jones doesn't sound that bad (laughs) 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 <laughs> and, like I honestly in, in middle school it, it, it got to the point to where like kids just start calling me like just just joking it's like oh look at look at Dr. Jones over there because it just it just sounds like it just sounds cool I guess I don't know Dr. Jones <laughs> Dr. Jones my, pedi- my pediatrician cuz oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so for a while you know I kind of thought you know maybe I could but then people started talking about like eight whole years in college, yeah. and I started yeah. thinking about all the blood and guts and people coming mm-hmm. into the spot with freaking, I don't know, poles through their neck and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. I ain't trying to live that life. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about that life. I'm sorry. I, I can't have nobody coming in and their leg bent the opposite way because I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> my, bad. my bad, bro. Put a band aid on it, dog. Right. Like, <laughs> hey, fam. You gonna have to go to Doctor Smith because I can't, I can't, I can't help you, bro. <laughs> so I was like, I can't do that. And being a lawyer just sounds all around boring as hell. I couldn't, I couldn't be no damn lawyer. Um, but yeah, you know, it, honestly, it really didn't matter because I, from the jump, once I started watching certain animated animated movies, I, I knew what I wanted to be. Couldn't nobody tell me yeah. nothing different. But yeah, it's it's just hard growing up and just not having the support of. Especially your elders, like your your cousins, well at least my cousins, you know, they they all they my age, so they they're really supportive, you know, they're the more new gen, so they have a whole different mindset. But it's just, you know, it is hard trying to get your own confidence when you got all these people around you like, Oh no, you shouldn't do that. That's mm-hmm. not gonna make that's not gonna make you no money, that's not a good job. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, even 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 if you don't understand what I'm trying to do, at least be supportive. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking you to, you know, think it's the best thing in the world but you know at least be supportive you see you make a point it's just like my relatives they think like i'm a bum basically man but it's like it's crazy because i like it i like that that title i like them looking at me like that because if people think you're only so low you can only go up right 
Mm-hmm. So I just like I don't mind it because all like a lot of people just like have like jobs for the title, and I don't want titles. I'm, if I'm gonna be something, I'm really gonna be it. It's just I don't I don't know, man. Like our uh, our parents worry because like of money and security, and I I respect that. I want like I want to be secure, but I, I want to be like, yo, it's Wednesday at uh twelve p.m., bro. Let's go to Cancun because we can. Yo, I was just talking to my homeboy about this yesterday, um, because there's this dude. I, uh, this YouTuber my, my homegirl had told me about mm-hmm. his name is uh, Corey Kenshin mm-hmm. and like I, I just started watching him so I, I didn't know that he had been gone for a while but I, I just I was going through some of his videos and this man like before I like not 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 too long before I started watching him he had been going on a nine month break damn and he 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 had foot you know some footage and you know he, he told stories of what he was doing this man was out here going to amusement parks. He was treating his family good, like buying them these things. And mm-hmm. like his sister was graduating from like high school or something like that. So he was, you know, trying to give her her best life, you know, just doing all these amazing things, going on vacations. Like you said, going to like a Cancun or something like that for nine whole months. This man was not worried about clocking into no job well he he was a youtuber but not not like not 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 having to make no videos he didn't do anything but live his best freaking life for nine whole months and that's something that's almost hard for me to even like fathom to be so well off that you can do that to where you can just say you know i don't feel like working i'm i'm tired i just want to not and to be able to do that and just go and just live like that sounds so amazing to me. So I definitely feel you on that one. But like it's it's possible, man. You can do this. I will tell people like wherever you are in life, don't take it as where you're gonna be. Just like serve where you are. If you're at a job you don't like necessarily, just do your do your job and go home. Don't be don't be angry. Don't be bitter. But keep working on what you're working on. Just. You can be content with where you are, but just think about where you're gonna be. That's the that's the end goal, and I, I always keep that in mind. It's just like that's what keeps me going because I know like I know I know where I'm going. I can literally see it, and it's beyond where I am now. But I'm just serving the season that I'm in, and, mm-hmm. that, and that's that's really it. It's just like you can't be mad. Like when I speak to people, I can tell who believes in themselves and who just believes in what they can see. If you can mm. see, if you can see past what you, where you are, you can like really go far. I, like I know I'm bigger than where I am now. Like I just I know I see like my finances becoming better. I see myself having a platform to really say something. It's just like just see yourself doing that because it, it, it's real. I witnessed so many like people get on. Like I was like we're standing together. Like the person right next to me got on. So I'm like okay, I'm not I'm not seeing this for no reason. It's just a matter of time. I literally just witnessed somebody like get on, like at my last job, like literally. Mm-hmm. Just like I was like, okay, I was like, oh wow, okay. I was like, this is real, but like I said something, and I spoke it into existence too. It was like this dude that worked security at the building I was working at, and I was delivering like packages or whatever. His homie, his homie raps too. They were like a big group, and like I knew who his homie was. And I was like, okay. But like when I saw, like when I saw like their their um 
their rap group, their group. I was like, okay, this looks like something bigger. He said, I hope, I hope everything works out. And I said, I feel like you guys already won. Hmm. Literally in like two months, he said, yeah, man, this is my last week here. I'm quitting now. I can pay my bills. We're going to go on tour soon. Dang. Like, so I was like, okay. So it's, it's real. It's like really like where you are, but what are you speaking for yourself? Like, can you really see where you want to be? Are you getting ready mm-hmm. for it? So it's just, I know, I know it's possible. I've seen this like too many times. Like for those of you, like those of us that listen to music, um, if anybody knows who Russ is, the rapper and singer, I like, I, I met Russ, like, um, I met Russ like seven, seven years ago. So this is before he was like even doing anything really big. His homie was like the same community college as me. But it's just like I, I witnessed that like him go on a crazy run of putting a song out for um like almost two years. He put out a song every week. And now he's like he's like a household name, millions of followers, like platinum records, gold records, like I just, I've seen it, and it's just like I don't think it's by chance that like this is, keeps reoccurring because there's more stories that I've seen. But it's just like if you, if you get a if you get a glimpse at the lifestyle that you want, you're gonna get it. It's just a matter of time and preparation to prepare for the jump. Because like we're in quarantine right now, COVID nineteen is going on. We you know um, systematic racism. We got, we got we got riots going on, and it's just like everything in the world is like crashing down. It's like, what are you doing to really make yourself better when this quarantine ends? When we finally get justice, when we come back into this new world, are you gonna be better though? That's the real thing. And I've been working on myself, working on my spirit, just working on my mind, working on everything, because I have to come out better than the way I came in. Because I feel once things go back into this new world, I feel like things are going to start, like, like moving fast. And it's just really a thing of, will I be ready? And that's what I'm trying to do, build up my endurance for, like, really, like, the race of a lifetime. Because I feel like my life's going to change, like, for the better really soon with my music. It's, it's, and it's hard to say that to people because I sound crazy because I'm confident. But not everybody can really see, like, your destiny. Only you can. So True. Honestly, I think people always think um, successful people were crazy at one point because mm-hmm. it always sounds it sounds crazy to some people that you believe in yourself. <laughs> that that sounds bizarre to some people. Yep. It's like, what you got goals and ambitions? You believe that you can get out the hood, or or you can you know do better, make more money, become rich? Like that's that's mm-hmm. insane. Get out of here. Exactly. I don't know. It's it's so weird. I feel like a lot of people go to work to come home and complain about it. Facts. It's like you can leave though. Like I've told people, like people I work at that one job. He was like, "Man, I I just tired of this." I'm like, "Quit!" And it's not to be like, like the uh, Debbie Downer, or like give that bad advice. But if you don't like this, if it makes you unhappy. Quit. Do something mm-hmm. else. You don't have to stay here. And it's kind of like people get themselves in these like predicaments, like for no reason. Oh man, I just like um, I'm I'm leasing this car. I just got a house. Like why? Why did you do that? For just to have it. Yeah, people really got to learn to live within their means and, and know when the right time to do stuff is. Because mm. the last thing you want to do is work at a job that you know you hate 
and then go out unless you absolutely need it and then go out and like buy like a new car or something like that because then that means you're kind of tied down to this job Mm -hmm. unless you can you know you're good enough to be able to apply for a new job and have a healthy like smooth transition you you basically just put yourself in a ditch because now you can't go nowhere now now you have to stay at this job you hate because if you leave who gonna pay your four hundred dollar a month <laughs> uh, car note? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be calling you for it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just, you then, then you're gonna be talking to Scott on the phone. <laughs> you gonna be cussing me out. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't you that nigga from the podcast, bro? Give me a break, man. Like, like, look, nah. bro, but real talk, bro. We about to come take your car right now, dog. I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be looking crazy. <laughs> That's not the move. Man, I don't know, man. Like life is just—it's weird to me. Like people live off this perception thing. I don't care about perception. I'm gonna keep driving my my car. And I don't care if it's dirty. I don't care if the the um hubcaps are missing. It starts up. I get to go where I need to go. And like people spend their money on stuff so it can be seen. Like I spend my money on what like what needs to be spent on like my gear. What's important? Some people don't necessarily <laughs> see, but like. I don't care about the about the newest shoes. I like shoes and stuff, but like, if it was between getting the microphone and some shoes, I'm getting the microphone every time. Like, mm-hmm. I can buy whatever I want once I once I make money off my stuff. Like, people don't people just don't think, man. Yeah, it's all about priorities because I I think that's what the only thing that holds back like some people, um, even that I know in my family, because some of my cousins will be going through some stuff and. You know, they all grown now, so I'm not about to sit here and, you know, preach and try to tell them all this, this, and that. But I'm like, sometimes I'd be like, bro, you complaining that you ain't got no money for this mm-hmm. and this, that, mm-hmm. but you just got but you just got a new tattoo last week. Right. Or, 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 or you just bought you some new fresh J's. Like, if you didn't do that, you wouldn't be in this predicament. It was like constantly mm-hmm. upset, you know, oh, my life is going like this. I don't feel depressed or whatever. But it's like, are you making good decisions? You're not. If you made better decisions, I mean, I'm not saying your life would automatically be super amazing. Like you're still mm-hmm. gonna go through some stuff, but you wouldn't. Your life is being is only as hard as it is because you you're making it that hard. Exactly. So people really just gotta live within their means, and like you said, stop being so materialistic. Because I remember um, I was talking to one of my cousins, and she got really upset at me because it was just one of them days where I was over it, and she had hit me up asking me like for some money or whatever. And I just kind of I, I said what I said because <laughs> oh, I was just boy. upset. It's oh, like, boy. you know, you're out here going to all these clubs and stuff and buying all these fancy clothes and stuff and then have to go ask somebody for money. Make it make sense. It's because it's not it's not making sense to me. If if you knew that you was going to need this money to pay a bill, why was you out buying bottles and, and making it rain last night? Like what what made you think that that was a good idea? So the hell is that the club? Nothing but Corona right now. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid man. That's why I don't have like friends. Like the I don't have friends here. Like most of my friends is like online and stuff. Just because not everybody gets the mindset I'm in. People are just like living for the moment. I'm trying to live for like tomorrow, bro. Come on. Yeah, and like I, I understand some people's what people are saying, like. 
wanting to live in the moment, but I think there has to be a healthy balance. Exactly. Um, Because sometimes I feel like I don't live in the moment enough. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was just, last night, I was watching this show, one of my little ghetto reality, reality TV shows I like to oh, secretly Lord. watch. <laughs> and and they, they, they had went to, um, dang, where they went to? Oh, it's one of them Asian countries. Um, The Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to the Philippines and they was in this area. Man, it looks so beautiful. It just reminded me of when I was a kid and I would watch like um, MTV Cribs and stuff like that. And I would mm. see all these celebrities and whatnot. Honestly, those shows may have been bad for some people, but those were amazing for me because those, those, those would really help inspire me as a kid. Like I would sit there and see all this stuff and I was like, this is what I want. This is what I need to obtain. This is, this is my goal. Um, but yeah, I saw them out. In the Philippines, like living this great life, and I was just like, "Dang, ah, I want to, I want to do this, I want to do that." And sometimes I just, I sit back and think, like, "Yo, if I, you know, did X, Y, and Z, I mean, I can't, I, I'm not gonna say I can go to the Philippines. I'm pretty sure that's that's dumb expensive, mm-hmm. but there are certain things I could do, to just like to treat myself. Um, if I just really sit back and think about it and calculate it out well, so I do really think it's about how you go about doing it." you know, treat yourself, still live in the moment, but, you know, do it strategically. Like, you know, plan out some stuff. Okay, I know I want to go to Cali. What what do I need to do to get to Cali? I need to work this many hours at my job or I need to do this. I need to sell this many whatever is, or I need people to stream my music or whatever it is you need to do. You know, plan for it. And then when the time comes, you, you get to live in the moment and treat yourself. But if, you know, you got $10 in your in your account, I'm, I I don't think overdrafting to go to Cali is, the, is necessarily the best idea. Like, you know, really just plan stuff out so that you can live in the moment. I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm living like, I'm working hard now to like enjoy the fruits of my labor later. Because like, it's crazy. At my last job, there was um, a dude in his 50s and stuff. And he, he makes music too, which is cool that he's still doing his passion, but he just had a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, he had a lot of regrets because he said he he messed up when he was like my age. He was he was just advising me because I was I'm half his age. He was advising me like I should um keep doing what I'm doing, taking stuff seriously because he had like a lot of like crazy stories with like um going out and with women and stuff. But he just seemed sad because he was a grown man making this little money at a print shop working for some working working for somebody that's younger than him. That was his boss. Damn. For one thing, and then it's just like I don't know. That's and that's why I had to like what you said about the balance. You got to get the balance for real because it's just so pointless to like do whatever you want and tell everybody that you're grown or whatever. And then at the end of the day, later on you're you're miserable because at like like thirty nine or forty, you trying to um start this business. You should have started when you was like twenty one. You gotta like put in the work now. And people are way ahead of you. So, I don't know. It's weird how people think. Yeah, I feel that. Because I went to go see this um, artist one time. His name is Stanford Green. He's a a really popular artist. And he's a a black artist. So, that's really cool. And that was kind of his story. Mm -hmm. He was saying when, when he was around our age, you know, he was more focused on doing what most people our age do. He wanted to hang out with his friends all the time, go to clubs, do this, this, and that. And, you know, he was still a great artist, but he wasn't doing some stuff he knows that he could have been doing. So that was kind of what he was talking about. It took him until, like, way later in his 20s, early 30s, where he was like, okay, 
things are settling down, you know, now I can't even go out and do the same stuff I used to do because now my friends got families and kids and whatnot. So what am I going to do now? That's when you, know, you really start working really hard. And, you know, he's on Netflix show and he's, you know, this really amazing artist and doing all these things. He has like his own little art school and whatnot. Like he's, he's he does, he does a lot. But, um, yeah, that was his thing. He was like, I, I, I love what I do and I'm glad that I am where I, where I'm, where I'm at now. But, you know, if I had a different mindset, I could have been doing this even earlier. So yeah, like you said, put in the work. That's that's, that's for real, man. I don't know. I just feel like <clears throat> I'm wired differently. I just feel like I always felt like weird or an outcast because people would used to beg me sometimes or like, "Come on, Scott, come out with us tonight, man." I'm like, "I'm I'm good, bro. I'm working on I'm working on something." No, nah, man, come out with us. I'm like, I gotta do this. The times that I did go out with them. It's so sad. I guess <laughs> it was so underwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you, you go out, people are standing around trying to look cool and stuff. I don't have the time for that. Like, I, I'm not going to be standing around. Take, that, could, that could be a whole look, other topic, bro, honestly. <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I, I don't like going to parties and, like, the, the music is bumping. I'm having a good time. I'm like I'm on, I'm introvert too, but like once the music gets going, I like to have fun too. So I'm like, okay, let's dance. I'm like talking, trying to talk to girls. Do you want to dance? I'm like, I'm good, but they're on they're on the wall looking like miserable on Snapchat, acting like they're having fun. So mm-hmm. like, okay. some some something's not right here. But like to me, when I go to the party, I have a good time. We're supposed to like dance at parties and stuff. People are just doing like weird stuff. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand people our age, man. It's just, it's just, I sound old, but like, it's just, it's just, it's mm-hmm. just going out. Why are they faking fun? I don't know. Because, like you said, everybody wants to put on the facade that they live in a life better than others. Especially in this day and age where clout is like the, the most addictive drug. Shoot. People love mm-hmm. going around. They, they, they will literally go anywhere where, where, where they want to be there or not. Just to say that they were there and, and to have proof on Snapchat or Instagram, it's mm. clout is 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 way more addictive than any other drug at this point in time. People, shoot, I was talking to my homeboy the other day and we were talking about how <laughs> during um, you know, like a few years ago when people when the 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 kiddos were out here eating Tide Pods and doing the fire challenge, like people were literally lighting themselves on fire for clout, bro. They were lighting themselves on fire just to get views. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So people would do anything these days just to be on the internet and be internet famous or whatever. It's not, it's not worth it though. Like you get the attention, but who's really gonna like stay with you? I'd rather have ten thousand followers that I could like name the majority of or they know me. They really talk to me to have a hundred thousand that that kind of mess with me. They're just there for like me doing stupid stuff, and then when I say something wrong, oh like, yeah, you want you want loyal people. Uh, some people just want like that moment, that viral moment. But like you said, it's much better to have people that's really gonna rock with you, you know, day in day mm-hmm. out, as opposed to people like you know you get a million people that's looking at you today, but you know tomorrow when the next person does something equally stupid, you know they leave you to go to them. Like, that's not really what you want. See, I know people are stupid because <laughs> and they really are stupid. How are you gonna have a million followers 
but you still work at like Target or something. You haven't flipped Ooh, that into like boy. I heard somebody a, a quote some time ago said something along the lines of if you have hella followers and your life is still trash, you are not doing something right. Like if you if you have like from what I heard, once you get to like ten thousand followers, that's when you can start getting like promo deals and whatnot. And what and mm-hmm. I think uh, like fifty k is where you really get into that influencer territory. So if you have hella followers and you just not doing nothing with them, what's the point? Like why why do you even want to have followers if if you're not gonna try to promote a business, promote yourself, do something to turn it into money? Like just 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 having a whole bunch of people following me does nothing for me, nothing at all. So it's so crazy. Like if you have um. A million followers, and you you sold you got some stickers, and you sold you sold them for a dollar to every and everybody bought one. That's a million, right, bro? People don't be putting their resources to use sometimes. It's crazy. Um, but like that that word influencer, I hate it. I hate that word. Man. Yeah, it's it's overused these days. Like now, every freaking body is an influencer. You you get a few followers. Oh, this person's an influencer. Nah, I just saw that nigga working at the register at Best Buy last week. I, I don't think he's a he's an influencer, <laughs> but hey, that's what they call him. It's it's crazy. I looked up the word influencer like last night because I was like unsure what it meant. And you're like, you really have to influence somebody else. But I want to add, like, you really need to influence somebody else to, like, to for their betterment, to, like, better them, to make them more productive, more proactive or something. Because I feel like people are just here to just, like, take up space. Oh, no. That, that, that's, that's how the whole influencer thing really works from what I see. They don't necessarily care about what they're influencing people to do. Most of the time, sometimes they're like, hey, like the whole flat tummy tea, you know damn well that 95% of them women don't be drinking no flat tummy tea. But they, they, that boo tea, this nigga said that boo tea, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but they be on there advertising the, the boo tea and these cor- and, and these corsets <laughs> and all this other stuff, knowing damn well they, they ain't never used a day in their life. But I mean, for what I hear, they get like. Shit, like five k or something like that per advertisement. Hey, I, I've always said I'm I'm not the one to hate on the hustle. So you know what? It's better than being yelled at by some white man working at Burger King. So yeah, I would say so. I would say something if I have a platform. Like if I was a woman, I would be. If I had like a million followers, I would be like advocating like um feminism and women's rights showing women how they can empower themselves and stuff like that not just how to to wear this and look like the internet just, i don't know give some like like something useful they can they can really take forward with them and this is like i see like people i don't know people they talk too much about social issues and don't do enough i don't like talking about them i like to be more proactive if i can like if i can like hey all my followers I got a petition in my um my bio. I have a million followers. Signed this to get justice for such and such. Get justice for Breonna Taylor. That's a, that's a million things, mm-hmm. bro. True. Like on um on my Twitter or whatever, on one of my Twitters, I only got like seventy two followers, but I still use that to push petitions and stuff like that, and really try to promote good stuff. Um, yeah, it's just about the energy you put out there. Uh, I don't know, man. 
people people I don't know it's like this the times we're in are exposing a lot of a lot of influencers are exposing a lot of corporations like how they don't care a lot of corporations they putting a lot of, a lot of BS press like they care so they're gonna put out another put out another statement for for uh Rashard Brooks that was murdered in Atlanta they're gonna put out a statement for that too you already know selling t-shirts and all that it's so it's so lame man really like as black people we control this this economy and we don't even know true that. true and I have a lot more I could say, but I don't want to make this podcast too long because we, we, we've had to cut a few times, but I think we're probably at like an hour, 30 minutes now. So I'm trying to keep it around that time frame. Um, we can always come back and talk about more stuff, though. <laughs> I said, it's, it's a million more things I could say about influencers and energies I, I definitely wanted to talk about energies because i think that's very important but i'll say that for another time um i definitely feel like what you put out is what you're gonna get back absolutely man like like i'll i'll, I'll say this and i'll be done but like like what you put now is what you get like believing believing yourself mm-hmm. if you're in a if you're in a season where you feel unsure about it, just trust. Trust God. Trust the universe. Trust like trust whatever you believe in, but trust that you're gonna be where you where you need to be. Trust where you are is where you need to be right now. Where you want to go will happen when it's supposed to happen. And then when you get that, when you get to where you want to be, like embrace that platform and really say something. Don't don't be these people that just take up space on the internet. What are you gonna leave? How are we gonna remember you when you're gone? That's the that's the main mm-hmm. thing. Because when, when Kobe Bryant passed away, like the world, we felt that. True. We we felt that. That's like that's that's influence. That's that's what it is. Man. He he's influence. Gener, gener generations knew him. Grandpas, kids in first grade, kids our age. It's just like everybody knew him. So he was internationally in, like an influencer, and that's what you want. That's the difference from influencing somebody and just saying. Buy my book. It's really good. <laughs> Thanks. So I guess we're gonna end this with uh Pastor Scott out here doing doing his doing his sermons. Hey. <laughs> and, and God came down and <laughs> but yeah, y'all. I hope anybody listening to this really took some stuff away. Um I know this wasn't as wild as last time because we wasn't just sitting here. Ran and ran and acting <laughs> crazy this time. Cause last time it was real hype, really? but you know, you you you, hey, you was cussing, <laughs> you was cussing, you was cussing everybody out. You said, "Shut up!" Shut up. I burned this place down. I was like, "Mon," I was like, "Montez," wow. I, like, Mon- I was like, "Montez, man." He's like, "No, Scott, give me that lighter." I was what? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> man, be telling <laughs> stories, y'all, tall tales. Dang. <laughs> this man, this man robbed the bank. Put everything in the bag. I was like, Mon, I was like Montez, leave her alone. Put everything in. Wow. Then he, put, he, then he punched her in the face. She was bleeding. He was like, oh. What? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say what I want to say about that. Cause Scott, the stuff he used to. Say, let me not even get into that. Talk, talk about talk why, about being up every old lady in the park. Let me let me stop. Okay, facts, facts. And pull up, pull up. 
I got my I got my box of gloves on 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 deck. Oh my gosh! Please, any in any Karens, please do do not walk up on Scott because it it will not go as it does in some of those videos. Because this man is out of pocket. I'll, I'll just I'll just sue them. I ain't gonna punch. I'll, I'll be I'll come I'll come different. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, yeah. I want to thank everybody for listening to the episode. Uh, thanks, Scott, for coming on. You are this, this podcast. This podcast, Bro, get out of here. By, by, by stables. no stables is not. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Stables, stables not sponsoring nobody. Hey, <laughs> no, they barely paid me when I worked for them. Hell. <laughs> There's pain, they right, food. bro. And them little, little dry chicken wings and pizza. <laughs> and, um, you want to let people know where they can find you on 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 social media, Scott? Yeah, I'm on everything on social media at Wise Cracks. W i z e c a r c k x. All right, all right. I can find him. I, I honestly, I, I ain't been on Instagram like that. At least not my art one that much since I've been tr- trying to transition to drawing different type of stuff. So I don't really know exactly what everybody's doing these days. Uh, <laughs> well, right, especially the situations going on right now um, outside of protesting. I know what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, you know, follow him, listen to him. He he be saying some real stuff, as y'all have heard. He'll be back on some other time. So. Yo man, hey, I got some. I got a fire song, man. It's not even out yet, but Montez, I'm gonna send it to you so you can listen to it. It's 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 fire, like it's okay. fire. Hey, this nigga ain't working on some heat. <laughs> All right, <laughs> little song, <laughs> little, little song. All right, okay, go ahead and send it to me. Uh, I I I definitely love listening to some D music. When I be riding, that 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 that's typically when I listen to music because I can really listen to it really well when I be driving because I, I ain't doing shit else but looking at the air. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, send that to me. But um, yeah, guys, uh, shit, deuces. <laughs> All right. <laughs>